I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the worst microphones. Trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize anymore. these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a some fidget of the best gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC, and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. We've heard this one before. Yeah, you said that y'all liked it, so I'm going to use that one. At least a couple more times. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, you don't. Use, use the same one for a week and then move on, right? He got bullied by the majority. I, I get excited to sit here and hear what new royalty-free music Casey has to show us. And I guess we just have a theme song now to, to, to just head into Just for the week. Just, just for the week. week. Three shows. We gotta do three shows with that same song. I got. Listen, I got. I got ADD. I can't be doing that. I can't have the same show coming in every every single intro. It's box lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. And the irony is not lost on us that the show is called Box Lunch, and we concluded every single episode by determining where we're gonna go out to eat. So that is a very ironic thing. Reed Mouse joining along here with Paul Fritzner, Casey McAllister, guys. Short show today on Off the Bench. A little short show. Yeah. Yeah, we um, have our big interview. You know, he had an emergency. Um, we, we did talk about all the major um, news that happened around here in Cincinnati. Um, but we didn't have much prepared after that. So, yeah. Well, let's dive into it a little, a little more. So, uh, listen. After my most couple most recent shows, um, our boss, Trace Fowler, sat me down. This is a true story. Sat me down and, and told me that if I'm going to keep hosting this show, I can't keep dogging the Reds. I can't keep just laying it on the Reds as badly and as easily as I could keep doing that. And as badly as I want to keep doing that, I just can't because now I'm contractually obligated to talk good about the Reds, and the Reds made a very good move yesterday. They made an extension to sign their ace, Hunter Green, to what, a six-year, $53 million deal. Now, if you've been watching this show, there's been someone who sits, like, right here, right in the seat, blonde hair, you might know him, Cubs fan. He's been telling you that the Reds should do this. They need to do this. Follow the same blueprint as the Atlanta Braves. Sign guys that are young to extensions. Keep them beyond the six years of control that you have. 
you might get a discount on those arbitration years and then get them for a year or two in the free agency on the cheap. This is how you build. You got guys that you believe in. You take a small gamble. You take a tiny gamble. But you keep these guys long term. I've been saying that the Reds should do this with their pitching staff. And I know the Atlanta Braves, Nick Kirby brought this up. They did it with their position players. Except for Spencer Strider, who they just extended. They did it first with their five, six, you know, Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, all these guys, Austin Riley. They signed them up first. And then now they're getting Spencer Strider and these names. But Hunter Green is signed to a six-year, $53 million deal, which means that the Reds, beyond the control that they have already gotten, We'll get, them for, we'll get him for two more years of free agency. Now, the reason that this, this truly, I don't believe, can fail, I don't even think it's a gamble. It's, it's not a gamble. This isn't a shot in the dark. You're paying Hunter Green a little more than $8 million a year on average for the next six years. The Reds paid Mike Miner... $9 million last year. That's just off the top of my head. Don't, don't hold me to that. And this isn't a publicity stunt to keep around a fan favorite for the long term. It's a transaction. This is all this is. It's a transaction to say, listen, we, the Cincinnati Reds, will pay you, Hunter Green, a little bit more on your, you know, your three rookie years. We'll pay you early now. Give you $8 million now if you give us a deal on the back end. And what happens if Hunter Green becomes like an ace-ace, like contending for a Cy Young award to where his arbitration deal, money that he should be getting, is suddenly in the 20 millions. We've seen this happen. Even 15 million. You're getting him at a much cheaper rate. As long as Hunter Green isn't hurt this deal cannot fail. It truly cannot fail. If he plays for the majority of the next six seasons, this deal is dynamite. It's not even a gamble. There's no gambling to it whatsoever. You've seen the talent. If Hunter Green was a free agent now with his talent, he'd be getting well more than that. And it's just the leverage that you have saying, hey, we'll pay you more up front if you give us a, a deal on the back end. That's all it is. Guys, as Casey, a new a new baseball fan, but you're well, you know, you know NFL contracts, and I know baseball is a lot different. It's guaranteed money. And Paul, someone yeah. who, who is a fan of the game, thoughts on the 100 Green extension? I, I really like it. I think that this is a good step in the right direction for the Reds that they are – being proactive in getting some of their young guys. And like Tom said on his show, where now you have somebody guaranteed, <laughs> you didn't have anybody you're guaranteed past this year necessarily. Now you have somebody that you're committing to, you're showing commitment. I think that's the biggest thing here is Reds fans have so much PTSD right now from what happened at the trade deadline last year, from what had happened from the previous rebuild where – you get to a certain point where you you touch success, and I'm not saying that this year is a success, but as of right now, you're at least seeing more glimpses of success to where you can tell that Nick Kroll has things pointed in the right direction. 
Nick Lodolo has been maybe the brightest spot. If you want to go from the big three, you'd probably say that Hunter Green is third right now of the Graham Ashcraft, Nick Lodolo, Hunter Green from at least the very, very limited sample size that we have seen this year. He's probably third in that, but there's a clear line of separation between him and then the next two where they're just fumbling around trying to figure out who starters four and five are. So for them to go out and sign this deal and make sure that he gets done, you're not overspending, you're not breaking the bank, you're not doing anything that's going to set you back for the future. You're committing to one of your top prospects and showing both the team, the organization, and also the fans, the fact that you are willing to go out there and do something like this and get it done. And I think it's a really good job by Nick Crawl and the Reds to do this. Casey. Yeah, uh, I'm very similar thoughts. I'm all about the team making smart decisions with guys to keep them long-term to save money in the back end. That, I'll never be upset with that. Um, Even if Hunter Green... um, manages to get hurt early on it won't be a big deal if he stays healthy in the back end right so it's to me and the money too is like you said it's it's perfect for his play right now like he he's not really playing at an ace type level but he is playing somewhat at a starting quality pitching oh yeah that eight million Mm -hmm. is Perfect, I think. I think that's a sweet spot. So I like what they've done. It, like I said, it can't fail. It, it truly, the only way it fails is if Hunter Green just simply cannot stay healthy. If he is on the field, so six years, you times that by 30, you could do it five times 30 and say he misses 30 starts. What is that, 150 starts? Somewhere in that range, yeah. Yeah, 150 starts. As long as he gets around that number, it's a, it's a good deal. It's a great deal. And the question is, and I, I sent you guys a tweet if you guys want to flash this up about other extensions, if you guys want to check the Twitter. What's next, right? You get Hunter Green, and I've been, I've been, I hate to do that, I told you so, but I told you so, this is the move that the Reds should do. What is next? Charlie Goldschmidt, Goldsmith. Who's been on, uh, been on the show, right? He's been on off the bench. He's been a, he's a friend of the program. He's at least been on Chatterbox. Red. He's been on Chatterbox Reds. I don't okay. think he's been on off the bench. But either way, he's around. Yeah. So he essentially said, uh, he he asked, it was asked, Nick Crawl was asked about extensions for other young players, and you can go ahead and flash this up whenever you're you're ready, Case. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh no. Ghost. Hit the wrong hit the wrong button. Ghost chair. Oh God. There uh, it is. Let me let me fix it. We've had some conversations with some other players. I won't get into the specifics. So that's just all he said. So they are actively going after other young players. You see the tweet from uh, Goldsmith. All right. So, guys, the question is, you look at these other young players. Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, as Paul just mentioned, the big three. Do you lock them up? Tyler Stevenson, Jonathan India, do you lock them up? Any other players on this? Do you say, listen, we love what you bring to our franchise. We're starting to build the pieces. We're starting to lay the foundation. We're starting to to put the concrete in. We want you to be a wall. We want you to be a part of this team going forward. 
I think it is imminent that the Reds get a deal with Nick, Lico- Nick Lodolo and Graham Ashcraft. Paul, Casey, do you think they should sign Nick Lodolo and Graham Ashcraft to a similar deal? If they can get similar money, say the exact same amount of money as they're going to be paying Hunter Green, six-year, $53 million. Do you sign them both for that contract? Hmm. I mean, what's worst-case scenario for someone like Lodolo or Ashcraft, right? I mean, I think they've shown that the they Steven can... Strasburg contract is is the worst case scenario. But that's three hundred million dollars. Yeah, we're talking fifty three million dollars. You're paying them eight million. Mike Miner went for ten million dollars last year. Wade Miley went for nine million dollars last year. Those are two names that just come to my head because they're veteran arms. They're veteran arms that you know are going to get one hundred sixty innings, so you get a little more, bit more reliability there. But as long as they compete to where they, if they are at the end of this these extensions, and then it's time for their free agency, if they are still throwing 150 million, even if they have a 4.25, 4.5 ERA to where they're not great pitchers, they're gonna get like 10 million dollars, and the market's only going up. So if you're asking me, and I know I just shot this question to YouTube. If you're asking me if I could sign Nick Lodolo and Graham Ashcraft to the same amount of money that you just signed Hunter Green, it's a no-brainer. Yes, absolutely. To where you get your three, big three, for a total of around $25 million a year, your three top-of-the-line arms for $25 million a year for the next six years while you try to put veteran pieces around them and try to compete, it's a no-brainer. Brainer, and this, uh, any one of the three, you're not going to hit on all three. If if the Reds hit on every single one of these arms, then man, that is just the luck of the Irish. But it just simply, it simply makes too much sense. If you hit on two of the three, it's a great deal. Maybe one of them just is terrible. You know, flash in the pan. At the end of this year, you, you, you rarely ever see him again. Maybe. But it's still just such a great deal. Guys, am I, am I, am I talking to a wall here? Or no. is it, are, these, are these points coming I, true that they need to, need to lock up Nicola Dolo and Graham Ashcraft as well? No, I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, $25 million for three starting quality pitchers in a, in a six-year window or however long that window is, is a great deal, especially because – Here's best case scenario. All three of them play out and are good quality starting pitchers. Some of them even possibly at a all-star level. Here's a here's a more realistic approach. They're all just good quality starters, and then you can still afford to go get a guy. And then, you know, even if only one of them work out, I still think that that money was well worth spent on that gamble. I think your value there, if we're talking about a value, is greater to go ahead and do this now than to risk losing your guys or to risk paying them more. I don't know. I, I agree with you, Reed. I think what I bet they should go after Lodolo and Ashcraft. Yeah, I Sir Boy Wonder just brought up some some uh some other, you know, flamed out 
young pitchers. Jair Jurgens was, was a famous one for the Atlanta Braves. Jair Jurgens hasn't played in a decade. And at the end of his career, his six-year career, he was making $6 million a year. They just signed Hunter Green for 8.3. That's the average. I don't know exactly how it's broken out. But six divided by, or 53 divided by 6 is 8.333. Michael Waka, who you also mentioned, guess what he's making on the open market? $16 million. That's on the open market. And this is why they've got to do it. You get them while they're young. You get them on the cheap. It might not work out. But it's such a small gamble. It is such a small gamble. Now, I saw Brian B. put this in the chat. He said, hopefully all three are signed. I agree 100%. If you can, if you can extend anybody on this team, you extend the three pitchers. And I know that's kind of against conventional wisdom because pitchers are a little bit more unreliable. But Jonathan India, I'm not sold on. I know he's looking great this year. But he had that sophomore slump. His slugging percentage his rookie year was higher than every year. If you look on his baseball reference page, including his college stats, his slugging was through the roof. You hadn't seen it before other than like his sophomore year in college. Miners never saw it. Most of his college years, you never saw it. But he's shown it again. And I hope that continues on. I don't think he extended Jonathan India. Tyler Stevenson. Brian B. said he wanted to extend him because... Of his power numbers. I'm not worried about the power. I'm not. I think Tyler Stevenson's a great hitter. I'm more worried about the injuries. Because that's where that's the only way that these contracts don't work out is if they're constantly off the field. If they're on the field and giving whatever they can give, then, then it works. It's the only way. Tyler Stevenson, no, tears an ACL, is gone for another year, stuff like that. Then it doesn't work. And that's why I wouldn't extend Tyler Stevenson. I would just ride out there years of control and then work from there. But that's we'll see what we'll see what the Cincinnati Reds do. Nick Kroll. I think there's gonna be more extensions coming. I think Nick Lodolo is gonna be next. You might see Jonathan India. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. So you guys touched on Skyline and Gold Star a bit. Obviously, it was announced yesterday that the Bengals were foregoing their, their contract or the contract was ending with Gold Star. And now they are officially sponsored by Skyline. I personally have always thought that the Skyline versus Gold Star debate, whatever you want to call it, the hate that Gold Star gets, the debate about which is better, I don't care. It seems so weird. It seems so tired. And I don't, I truly don't even understand where it comes from. Because if you have both, if you're a fan of Cincinnati Chili, they're both good. Oh, God. They're Reed, both good. You're just wrong. This elitist over here. You're just wrong. They're both good. What, I agree with what, 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 you just don't like, you just like the it's, taste is weird or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Like the Gold Star taste is. How many times have you had Gold Star? When I was like between the ages of like six and ten, I ate Gold Star a lot because there was one convenient, and I just didn't. I just I, I couldn't do it. It's just the cheese isn't great, the chili's not great, the burgers are good, but if we're gonna call it a chili place, maybe we rebrand as a burger place because the burgers are elite. The burgers are really good. Maybe the best fast food burger in the city. 
I don't know. I don't know if I can shame McDonald's like that. But they're good. But the chili, I mean, there's just – I eat it too much. I eat Skyline like three times a week. Like I, I love Cincinnati chili. I – and I know, I know everyone I, – listen, I can taste the difference. Truly can. And I'm not going to make that argument that you can't taste the difference. It tastes the same. You can taste the difference. I would like to do a blind taste test. And I'm not just talking those two. I'm throwing more chili dogs in there. I'm talking blue ash chili. What are what are some other Cincinnati chili places? Uh, Mount Washington chili. And Price, Price Hill or chili. Price Hill chili. Yeah. Is it Camp Washington chili? I think that's what yeah. It, yeah, not Mount Washington. Getting all of these on top of Skyline and Gold Star. And you know what I want you to do? If I get all of them lined up, a Coney from each place, I want you... To determine which one is Skyline. If I lined up six Coney's from six different places, I want you to rank them, and I want you to tell me which one's Skyline. Now, if I did Gold Star and Chili, Gold Star and Skyline back-to-back, you could probably tell the difference. You could probably say, oh, this tastes like Skyline. But if I have six, and you take a bite of each one, no way... In God's green earth, do I think you can immediately take a bite and go like, that's 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 definitely Skyline. I think you'll get it wrong. I think you'll all get it wrong. Yeah, but I don't think that's the argument, though, because I think you're right. But it's so much better. It's so much better. And it, But but you can't tell because it's if I give you six different ones, you're going to be taking a bite of it and go, oh, yeah, this one's a lot better. Yeah, but Skyline's convenient. Like, go, I have to go out of my way to go to Price Hill Chili. I have to go out of my way to go to Blue Ash Chili. There's, you know, there's two Blue Ash Chilies. Now, luckily, there's one close to my house, but... Like, I go to Blue Ash Chili a lot. I try to, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I go pretty often. And, I mean, if you're giving me the option between all of them, like, I haven't even tried all of them. So maybe there there are, maybe there is one better. I'm just purely talking between Skyline and Gold Star. But I think you'd find a lot of Cincinnati people that would probably like one of the local spots more. I don't think there there's a bad argument there. I think you're probably right on that. I, it... The, the, the talk about the Gold Star Skyline thing isn't just that one's better. It's that one is sent from God himself, and the other one was made in the fiery depths of hell. <laughs> That's what it seems like. You, you, you know what it almost compares itself to? It, it, it feels like a marketing thing more than anything. It really does. Because somehow Skyline, I don't know if they're—I they're, think they were the first to market— and they they just put so much more time, effort, and money into their marketing to where it has become synonymous with the city of Cincinnati. I don't think that that was a residual of it being the best chili. I think that it just became the first to expand. I think it was the first to put all the money in. Yep. So now it has just become Skyline Cincinnati, Skyline Cincinnati, Skyline Cincinnati. It's It, it, it has nothing to do with the actual product. And, and the, the comparison I was going to give it to is is in beer, and I hate to I hate to, to bring this up in, in, in the in the in the lieu of what's going on. If you took a Bush Light and a Bud Light, and you poured them in four red Solo cups, half a beer, and and and, and two two of them were Bush Light, two of them were Bud Light, you could not tell me which was which. No, you could not tell me which was which. You know how I know? Because I've done it. And you know how I know? Because our boss, Sean Spurlock, has done that a half dozen times to his friends. And they have never gotten it right. 
The reason you think Bud Light is better is two reasons. One is marketing, two, the price. The price is sometimes its own marketing thing. Not to not to get into the weeds of, of, of marketing here, but if you make something a little more expensive, they're going to think it's a little better. It's just a simple fact of the matter. And I know Skyline, it's all a marketing thing. It's all a marketing ploy. And so many, I saw Paul sent a text this morning or last night, and I've seen people tweet about this already. Now the Bengals can do some real wedding. <laughs> Who has done more winning recently than the Bengals? And they were the only gold star left. They were the only gold star team. The Muskies are Skyline. They've been a wagon in the postseason. Cincinnati Bearcats basketball have been a wagon. The Reds have been a wagon in the postseason. Bengals, in the regular season. Bengals have been good for two years. Bengals have made the postseason. The Bengals have been good for two decades. They've been good for two decades. They won 10 games five straight years last decade. I know. And people have already forgotten about it. They're better now. Make the Reds or Xavier or Cincinnati argument. I mean, it's the same. That's all the same argument if you're, if you're really going to make that argument. No one has been more successful than the Bengals over the past three decades. Oh, That's a I, fact. I would push back on that. Who has been more successful? I mean, if you're just talking, I mean, if you're talking, what are you talking? Regular season? You talk, I mean, just in general. I mean, who has all, been more successful all, all, than all the together. Bengals over the past three se- decades? I just don't. I just don't. I guess I don't put as much stock in regular season success as you do. They make the postseason. Okay, they flame out in a wild card. They I mean, won ten games say, and they and they they, they they've the won the thing. division in the, the most challenging division in the in NFL for for five years. I know but they, they've could, won. You could say the same thing. I mean, you know, Cincinnati football makes the college football playoff two years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, that was great. You know, they have one good season, yeah. whatever. But they've been building. They you know make the Sugar Bowl back in 08, 09, whatever. Xavier consistently so, so makes the me, postseason. I'll pose the question again. The Reds who is, have made the postseason. Who has been more successful than the Bengals over the past three seasons? The past three decades. It has to be one of the college basketball teams, if you ask me. So let's just start there. It's not the Bearcats. The Muskies, maybe. I think, I mean, you could probably say Xavier is, like, comparable. But, I mean, neither. I don't know. I, I, I guess I put way more into, I, and, I, and admittedly, I know this. I put way more stock into postseason success. Like, I would, never, I would never buy, like, a Bengals AFC champion shirt. Like, I would, I would never buy a Xavier, like, Sweet 16 shirt. Like, Get me to the Final Four. Get me to a, winning a Super Bowl. Like, I put way more stock into, like, winning at the top than, like, enjoying the regular season. I, I admittedly, like, I'm kind of bad with, as being a sports fan like that. I understand that. I understand that. But I, I don't know. I, I see where you're coming from, but I guess I would put more into post. So, I mean, so you you are really pushing that Xavier has been the most successful team in the past three decades. Because that's that's the only thing that I hear you. I, I want you to answer the question is what I'm, I'm asking. Who has been more successful well, than the Bengals? It, You're dancing around it. I the, want you to the answer. First, the, answer, the answer that came to mind was, which is not right, because I was thinking back, they just haven't made the postseason enough would have been the Reds. They just haven't made the postseason yeah, the, enough. Yeah, the, the Reds have made the postseason yeah. three times in the past yeah, three decades. they just haven't made the postseason enough. Four times. So. It's one in seven years. I was just trying to think and make sure I wasn't forgetting anybody. You know what's really funny about this conversation? It's like, it's like almost uh, like 
like jinxes exist. If Gold Star's there, we win, guys. They affect the. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I, I just I got Gold Star to eat two days ago, or Sunday. I guess it's three days ago now. I got it on Sunday. And for some reason, in my mind, I saw I saw their little pamphlet that they're the official sponsor of the Bengals. Obviously, that's gone. And in my mind, I, I I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. I thought in my mind, I, I said the Bengals, Gold Star, has been the official chili of the team that wins here in town or that has been winning here in town. All the other, <laughs> Skyline's been the official chili of everybody else. I, it's, I don't believe in luck, but it's Gold Star good luck. That's that's what came to my mind. And that's just me trying to stretch my I, I'll opinion be honest, about Gold Star better than Sky. I thought you were being serious when you said that. Because I don't see the Bengals as like a winning franchise. I know they get to the postseason. But until the last two years, it's they've, they've shifted that. They've shifted that. But like up until the last two years. Well, I, I'm not saying like any team has had like a ton of success. I'm not trying to advocate that. I guess the first team that would have... The, the Reds came to mind, but obviously then as, as I sat there and went through it, they don't make the postseason enough. Xavier hasn't made the Final Four. UC basketball hasn't been relevant. UC football really hasn't been relevant in general. But, I mean, I guess just in general, Cincinnati sports haven't had all that much success in the last And who has been the most successful? That's be this, this goes back to what people were yelling about two years ago or three years ago when Joe Burrow got drafted and everyone sitting around talking about the Cincinnati Bengals going like, this is a poverty franchise. This is all this stuff. The Bengals have been good folks. They're the, they just have, have for some reason, they're gold star. They're quite literally our gold star. It's the same thing as the red, the reds are skyline. The Bengals are gold star. They're the second team. The Reds were here first. They had winning so long ago. So long ago, I wasn't even born yet. And the Bengals are gold star. They're fine. They consistently do the job well, but you just, oh, Cincinnati, the Reds. Go Muskies. Go Bearcats. Meanwhile, a team over at Paycor Stadium just keeps getting it done. But... We'll, we'll agree to disagree there. Just, oh, I'm, you're, you're, you're right that Cincinnati as a whole has yeah. not been very successful. But the question I asked you was who has been more successful than the Bengals? And you don't – I, until I hear an actual answer come out of your mouth, you just keep tiptoeing around it. I, I just we're – not, We're not comparing them to the nations or, or their yeah. respective yeah. leagues. We're just comparing them to themselves. Are they better than the Reds? Other teams yes. here in Cincinnati, yes. Are they better than, than – UC Bearcat basketball, yes. Yes. Are they better yeah. than football? Yes. Yeah. They probably are better than Muskies. I don't have that information right in front of me, but. Do you want to say that the Muskies have been more successful? You're allowed to say that, Paul, and, and, and you, you I, might I, get some stuff well, in the chat because I, I feel like that's what you want to say. You can say that. You're allowed to have a take. You're allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, that would, that would, probably, be, it would probably be comparable in my mind. Just overall success, but like the postseason success, if you know, if you want to count second weekends, I guess, you know, they've probably been to the second weekend. Is it's, yeah, maybe. But again, like I, I just I want to see one of these teams win a title. I just I don't put as much stock in a regular season as most people do, which is fine. 
I've just always had that fault. The, I've been scarred too many times by teams that have been good in the regular season that haven't done anything in the postseason. Alec, uh, yeah, Alec, Alec Wallace said, take out the last two years. The Reds are better than the Bengals over the last three, three decades. What are you talking about? Go back ridiculous. to 1993, 30 years ago. How are the Reds better than the Bengals? That's since the 90s. Like, come on. I mean, 1990, they, they won a championship. That, that was more than three decades ago. They're not. They made the postseason in 95. They made to the NLCS. They lost game 163 against the Mets in 1999. They made the postseason in 2010, 2012, 2013, and 2020. And in those years, they had won just two playoff games. Lost in the wild card. Won the first two games against the Giants. Then got lost three in a row. Got swept by the Phillies and got no hit by Roy Holiday. Didn't score a run against the Braves back in 2020. The Bengals not only have been to the postseason more, and now they have to prove it. And even if you take out the last two years, I would still say the Bengals have been more successful than the Reds over the past three decades. No, I, I don't. I don't think that's any. I don't think that's an argument. That's not a contest. I, really. The only the only team the only team that came to mind was Xavier. The, Xavier's made eight eight second weekends in the last two decades. Bengals now have made nine playoff appearances. And in the last two years, you could say the Bengals separated themselves. So, um, you know, I, I just, I guess I just get scarred so much from all the consistent one and done appearances for the Bengals that I just don't really see that as success. But they also had to win to get there. So, you know, there is that side of the argument. I just don't like that argument, but that's a valid argument. All right, I'm done. Go ahead and throw up that tweet from, uh, God, I forget that guy's name all the time, the, the NFL reporter. I, I also put it in there about uh, Joe Mixon, and we'll, we'll, we'll skim Dana, through this. Daner? No, it's, uh, well, Paul Daner was was the guy who wrote it from The Athletic, but that's not who the it's tweet's from. It's from Klein, Kleinman? Yeah, Kleinman. Um, basically, Paul Daner put out a, a tweet just Beating home the points that we've been talking about on this show, on Off the Bench, with Trace on Box Lunch, that we've been talking about for months. And that's Joe Mixon and what's going to happen with him. You can't read it. That's the, the article that Paul Daner has right there. And it says, his next step involved the conclusion of the aggravated, well, essentially just saying that they will. He, Joe Mixon's got to take a pay cut or he's going to be asked to let go. So all... All the point I want to make right here is that our worst fears are no more. We've sat in this chair and talked. We've sat in those chairs over there. You guys have sat in those and talked about the Joe Mixon situation. And the worst fear was that he plays on his $12 million contract. That's not going to happen. And that's the only point I want to make is that our worst fears are gone. They're not going to happen. Joe Mixon's not going to take up $12 million this year. He's going to take a pay cut. Or he's going to be shown the door. And I'm not going to make an opinion on which I think is more likely because I think it either one could happen. I think if I'm Joe Mixon, you got to read the writing on the wall and say, uh, and just realize that you've either got to take this pay cut or you're going to be looking for a job. And maybe it's going to be tough for him looking for a job. But Mixon's going to be shown the door. Or he's going to be playing for like $3 million, $4 million. 
All right, so I have an interesting question about the AFC North. So there was news yesterday about uh, the Steelers getting Allen Robinson, and a lot of people made not a lot to do about Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson struggled last year going to you know a team that really didn't have a quarterback, right? He played for the Rams last year. Yep. And he was very successful. I think he might be the Chicago Bears' all-time leading receiver. But he struggled last year, and now he's going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers – I think quietly are building one of the best teams in the division. I know it's not an I know it's not a super sexy signing or trade, but I think I can make the opinion, I can make the take that the Baltimore Ravens have the worst roster in the AFC North. I think I can make that pretty sure-handedly. The Bengals they're, they're the best team in the North right now. I don't think he can... No one can argue that. The Browns still have this super talented roster. Now, they're the Browns, so they lose a lot. It's just in their DNA at this point. Y you look top to bottom between the Steelers and the Ravens? Who's got the better roster? I think it's the Steelers. Better pass rush? They, they they got a veteran piece on the perimeter. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be a fine quarterback. I think he's going to be I don't think he's going to be a stud, but I think he's going to be a guy who plays in this league for a long time. He has shown signs of greatness. He's he's also looked very bad at times, but Kenny Pickett I think is going to be fine. They they won with Kenny Pickett. That's one thing. I mean, you can you can look at wins and losses as a starting quarterback as a whatever stat, but it means something. When you're taking the snaps and they win ball games. And who the heck is going to play quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> if Lamar Jackson is going to be the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens next year, then I have no problem. I'll secede my argument that they are better than the Steelers. I still don't. I think the Browns are still pretty good. They stink, but they're pretty good. But if you're asking me if I'd rather have Kenny Pickett or Tyler Huntley, I'm taking Kenny Pickett 100 times out of 100. I don't know where the Tyler Huntley talk about how he might be good. I don't know how he made a Pro Bowl. I don't know where all this came from. He has shown nothing but to be a bad quarterback. Casey. Yep. You think the Ravens are better than the Steelers? Mm, no, I actually agree with you. I think the Ravens have the worst roster. I agree with that. Thank you. I, I thought where you I were, make such good points, so how can you not? Yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna say that they were like the second best roster. Um which maybe I do agree with that too. I don't I don't know. I, the Browns, but, I, I don't know who the second team is, who the second tier team is, but the Browns aren't the worst. We can agree on that. They're, they're, not, the they're not the worst. They're either their second or third. It just depends on how you how you favor them. But go on with your point. Yeah, I mean I I would agree, but I don't think uh, the AFC North this year is a little bit. Uh, maybe people will respect the Steelers in this regard that they've never had a losing season in like the past, what, 20 years or whatever it is 10, 18, 15, whatever seasons Tomlin's been there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just don't think the AFC North is as good as it's been in the past. I think the Bengals are the clear favorites. I think the Ravens are in shambles. And I remember talking about this 
that I somewhat predicted this somewhat to happen in the regular season. I'm talking about why would the Ravens even sign Lamar Jackson? And right. we're seeing that unfold right now. Um, the Browns, to me, I just – I don't believe in Deshaun Watson right now. He hasn't shown us anything to make you believe in him. So the only team that has any upside in this division, to me – is the Steelers, and that's if Kenny Pickett improves, and that's didn't show a whole lot last year either. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think uh, this year the AFC North is a little bit worse, and we're not even mentioning the pieces that the Ravens lost on defense. They lost pieces on defense. They lost Clayus Campbell. They're going to lose. Um, or they already lost Marcus Peters, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those two are really big, vital pieces. Um, other than that, you know, I I just – I agree with, with what you said. I think the Ravens are the worst. They're Thank the worst you. than the AFC North. Casey, we, we disagree so much. You don't even – you guys don't even know. These, these cameras turn off. Me and Casey, we go at it like dogs and cats. I mean, it's constant bickering. We've come to odds. We've come toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose before. Luckily, cooler heads prevailed. That's why we have Paul in the room to settle us down. It's true. (laughs) But I appreciate you saying that you agree with me because you know what? The Ravens, they're the worst. The the Browns, they're just so talented, man, and they just lose. That's all they do. Casey, I'm (laughs) – oh, man. Paul, do you dislike? Do you hate the Browns, or do you just like have the stick where like they stink? I, I don't truly care. I, only, the only team in the NFL that I truly like dislike and don't care about is the Steelers, and then everybody else, whatever. So you, I went to school in Northern Ohio, and everyone's a Browns fan. You leave Dayton, and everyone's a Browns fan here in the state. So I had to hear about the Browns, and this was when they're at their worst. I'm talking. This is when they won one of 34 games. And still every week, it's dog check. Here we go, Brownies. So, I mean, I'm just hearing about them, and they're telling me how bad the Bengals are. This whole nine yards. So it's just a sour taste in my mouth for the Bengals or for the Browns. The Browns recently had news that they're going to renovate their stadium. The other team that I have a sour taste in my mouth from going to school in Northern Ohio is Ohio State because that's what everyone's obsessed with. So I just became a hater because, I mean, I just had to hear about Ohio State. One of the sites that they talked about, because the Browns are going to have to play in another city going forward, is the Horseshoe. They might play Browns games in Columbus, which I think makes the most sense. I mean, the stadium's much bigger than, than their stadium, the Horseshoe is. Um, but I still think they'll do great. They're still very well accounted for in the city of Columbus. My personal hell... I think, is the Bengals losing to the Browns in Ohio Stadium, in the horseshoe. I don't think I could come back from that as a Bengals fan. I don't think I can come back from that as an Ohio State hater. I don't think I could come back from that just period, point blank. Golly, man. That would... Hurt? Yeah. I... (laughs) I can't do it. And I'd have to go. If they're playing in the horseshoe against the Browns, I'd have to go. And I'm just setting myself up for for just utter misery if they do lose. And it, what stinks about that is Joe Burrow has a losing record against the stinking Browns. So 
But Joe Burrow's a Buckeye, so I mean, he might just oh, yeah, he might just might. show out, right? He, he might. might show out. He's got a degree. He's got a degree. Whatever. Paul, Casey, you guys got any baseball bets today? I haven't even looked. I gotta I gotta be honest, guys. When I thought the show was gonna be at twelve, I had something planned for us that I thought was gonna be a lot of fun. So at twelve thirty-five, the Reds first pitch was supposed to happen. And I was we were gonna sweat a nerfy live. Ooh. Obviously, wrenches got thrown in to that plan. So we're not gonna we're not gonna be sweating that nerfy anymore. But I still might bet it just because I'm why not? What are the odds on that? What if, what if instead of us being live, why don't we keep track of it maybe in the Discord or something? Yeah. Or, guys, have we posted the Discord link in a God, while? I, I'll be honest, I haven't. I gotta get back in the Discord. It's been a while. We should keep track of it. Just we'll, we'll be in the Discord. We're keeping track of it. Every single pitch, we're gonna react to it. So. Honestly, the only Discord thing that I see now is the is the Sir Bombs. I check those, and that's yeah, it. I, Just to make sure I'm up on stuff. No I, joke, Sir Boy Wonder. If you're listening, that's all I do. Because sometimes I miss stuff. My notifications. I went into them because I I set them to ats, and I turned on notifications for. A couple of different channels, but the main one, the Sir Bomb channel, that's the only one that absolutely at all times needs to be turned on because you will not know what happens around all the different leagues mm -hmm. without that being turned on. I can't figure out how to turn on the notifications for each channel because I, I used to be in Discord so much that I changed the apps that I wouldn't get badges, notifications, nothing. Yeah. So then I tried to go back and reset those settings, and now it's all screwed up, and I can't figure it out because that's what I wanted to do too. Uh, I was gonna say, guys. Let's get in the Discord. Twelve thirty-five. Nerfy. It is plus money, which is never good. Oh shit. It is plus one hundred five. We got a rook on the mound for the Reds facing off against the best offense in Major League Baseball. But it's plus one hundred five for no runs in that first inning. I'm betting. At, like I'm gonna get off this show and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the bet in. I'll put the bet slip in the Discord. Let's have some fun, sir boy. You said twist your arm. This, this is me twisting your arm. This is me, sir. Go ahead. Bet responsibly, though. Because we are responsible gamblers here. And we are presented by Betfred Sportsbook. So make sure to, to bet it through the best book here in Cincinnati. See, there's no there's no Skyline versus Gold Star debate when it comes to sportsbook. Because it's That's just Betfred. Betfred Sportsbook is the book of Cincinnati. All right. Wheel of Lunch. What are we eating, boys? Put Sonic up there. Got to put Sonic up there. I actually almost went to Sonic yesterday on the way to Miami. They've got good chili dogs. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got to set it up real I quick. I had the chili there. I feel like I did have their chili there one time. All right, Sir Boy, on. we will be elites and the handlebar soon. Oh, I've never done the handlebar. I did the, uh, I did the, uh, well, it's all like the same club. So the only time I've ever been in there was Mariana's dad. They had a work event yeah. there, and it was all taken care of and everything like that. She said he, he couldn't go, so me and Mariana go there. They have these lounge chairs 
overlooking the field. And in between, like, each couch, I guess is what it would be called, was just a trough full of full of beer. I mean, you're telling me a 22-year-old Reed, I mean, just didn't have the time of his life at that Reds game? But Had there, a blast. There's the whole dining area where you get all-you-can-eat food. Yeah, I've, I haven't been there. I don't know how it's set up for the handlebar. I just is that it's separate from the handlebar? Because that's all over on that side of the stadium. On the right side of that, I don't know. It's seventy-five okay. bucks. All you can eat food. Six six beer tickets. Gotcha. Six drink tickets. Okay. Which is, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a day at the ballpark, might as well. Panda. Oh God, panda. <laughs> we said we'd try it a third time. We did. Uh, Subplace. Uh, no, throw um throw Chipotle up there. Throw uh, Jollies. Jollies. We haven't had Jollies in a while. Jollies. Yeah. All right. Culver's. Oh, man. I could smash Culver's. All right. That's good. That looks That's like good. a good list. Put Sonic in there again. Just for... Two for Sonic. Two for Sonic. Two Sonics. Whoa. This is how committed we are to Mouse Cop. This is going to be a backbreaker if it doesn't roll. All right. Good start. I'm willing to give it a third shot. I'm willing to give it a third shot. I'm excited for Sonic. Oh, I was talking about Panda. Oh, well, Panda's gone. That, no, that's, get... that's what I mean. I said I'm, I'm willing to give Panda a third shot, but not now. Skyline gone. Good. I just had garbage out of here. I just had to... Me and Casey are, are being cornered into hating Skyline when Skyline's still good chili. That's that's what's elite about the Skyline haters is they won't even like stoop to Gold Star. Oh, sorry, I, I, would, I would go. I, I just don't have any near me anymore. I tore it down. They're expanding here in Hamilton. <laughs> no, no. No, I've not tried Buckaboos, Bubbacoos, Bubbacoos, the new burrito place here in town. Brutal. Sound too bad. Oh, oh mouse cop. See, we even gave you two opportunities. Yep, yep. That's I don't, there's not a gold star around here. Because we've tried this before. Gold star has won. Would be funny if it won it. Oh, don't have to worry about Jollies it. Jollies or Chipotle. Those are pretty good uh, that, options. Those, yeah, those are winners in my day. Looks like Chipotle. we're going to Chipotle. 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 That's where we'll be sweating out our nerfy. All right. Sick. Good show, everybody. This was fun. This was fun. So just to wrap up, the red should extend. Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft. Um, Gold Star is the, the winning chili here in Cincinnati. Um, Mixon shouldn't be coming back. Our worst fears are gone that he at least won't come back for $12 million. The Ravens are the worst team in the AFC North. We're going to bet a Nerfy, and we'll see you all on Friday. Chat power rankings on Friday? Chat power rankings on Friday. And I got I to say something. I got to say something just so it's not a shock to the system. Uh-oh. It is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. And Leif Erickson has not shown up in the chat yet. He has not shown up in the chat yet. So he's got till Friday to show up in the chat. Or else he's kicked out of the power rankings. You got to be in there. You got to be in it to win it. But this has been Box Lunch presented by Betfred Sportsbook. We'll see you guys all on.